What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. And SeatGeek. Promo code HAM. NEs.com. Promo code HAM. And BoxOfAwesome.com. Promo code HAM. Now to the segment. Headlines. As I'm looking up right now, the Rams are in control. I saw Rashad Penny, who I'd been hard on, had been playing well. Looks like he tore his knee or something. He's out. They ruled him out. If Seattle loses this game, the Niners are actually in pretty good shape because they could lose a game the next week or two because they're going to have to win that game in Seattle no matter what. But beating beating New Orleans today gives them the tiebreaker there. Beating Green Bay head-to-head gives them the tiebreaker. They're actually in pretty good shape if Seattle can just drop this game. Right. You know? Because they got those two tiebreakers over the other two teams not named Seattle that if they do win the division that they'd be competing for those home field buys. I think it's pretty clear that the Niners can beat fucking Seattle and, and win the division. They're a lock kind of to be the one seed. So basically, well, they, they, yeah, could, I mean, they, they just need to win two of the last three games. Right. It doesn't even need well, to be the Rams with, game. But it needs to be that game. It needs to be Seattle. Uh, what else? I mean, we have CFP. Let's start with college. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't... Uh, uh, if you listen to my uh, Utah takes on Saturday, that was uh, probably not ideal. You know, I, you know what, John? I, uh, too too, I too made deep a new- in it, guy. I made a new rule for myself after the watching Oregon Utah, which is this: if you are a seventy-four percent passer, then something might be off. Like either the offense is really catered to you, uh, or you haven't played great teams. I'm still working through this theory, but if you're a seven, if you're like because the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the league are not seventy by week twelve passer. or thirteen. Not like after that two is, weeks. Yeah. And I'm talking college too. But obviously the numbers in college get a little more inflated. But the greatest quarterbacks, in the, like nobody hits 420. If you're hitting 420 after a month of the season, you're not, no one's betting on you to hit 420 in baseball. You just People do not do it. It's a physical limitation. If you're a 74% passer, which is you know Tyler Huntley, the quarterback at Utah, 
either you're one of the greats in college or the offense is kind of catered to what 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 made it a curveball was that he his yards per attempt were high but he doesn't throw nearly as much as Burrow doesn't throw nearly as much as Justin Fields and Burrow's completion percentage is really I think it's really like high 71 speed. isn't it yeah it's up it's uh, also no, up it's 73 but I, yeah. when I watch Joe Burrow I go okay fine I get it I think I overestimated the efficiency I did overestimate the efficiency of Utah's offense and kind of forgot when they played SC that it, you know it, because it was like oh they're just SC's receivers are winning jump balls yet part of it too was SC's lines were creating issues because they do have physical defensive fronts uh and Washington the other team with bigger guys also had them in a close football game so the reason I was picking Utah predominantly was uh, I counted on them to play at a certain level where Oregon was kind of all over the place. But at the end of the day, one thing I'd said at the beginning of the year and I gave up on and I shouldn't have was Oregon ceiling. Oregon ceiling is just Not as high. was higher, is higher. Oh, oh Oregon. And um, I let their inconsistent play kind of cloud my judgment. I, I think that. this is a good learning experience for Scout Haberman is that yeah. – as I learned once upon a time, you have to trust your eyes. And I think sometimes, and I think Lamar is a much higher level version of this. If we were in a draft meeting, I think we'd go, okay. Because like you said, his numbers, just in a vacuum, if you just put the two percentages right there, you'd be like, wow, he's just as efficient as Joe fucking Burrow. But if you break it down, Joe Burrow gets in these situations third and eight, and they go four or five wide, and he just drops back like he's Drew Brees and has no problem doing it. It just... Looks completely but John, different. John, Tyler Huntley's third down completion percentage is like 79%. Yeah, but how many times was he in third and and not manageable, probably? Like third and 8 to 12. And I'd also say there is an element to like how many of these teams is he really lighting up that are any good, you know? Well, I, I think Oregon's defensive coordinator, Andy Avalos, is a – he is a he is kind of on the next wave of coaches. So I, I think part of it is – and back to Lamar, I just think you say to yourself – in these big games, like a conference championship game, I think we're going to get to this place in a playoff game. Because I I was much more locked in on the Niner game, but I was had money on the Bills. but I, So I was looking up a lot. It just looked, you know, it was hard for Lamar. You know, he made, I know you tweeted that thing. He's Barry Sanders-like. His sweet plays are running. But do you trust Lamar in a position if it's third and eight and a playoff game's on the line? I'm not saying he can't do it, and I trust him way more. And I'm not trying to compare him to the Utah quarterback this way. But you'd say if I had to trust him or Patrick Mahomes or him or even Jimmy Garoppolo or just some Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be last. And I think when you look at going into this deal, it's why I like LSU to win the whole thing. And I'd put Clemson fucking right there too. I, I like Clemson. I haven't even looked what the line is. I saw yesterday that it was if they did get matched up, it was going to be a pick em. I like Clemson to beat Ohio State because I think that people are kind of sleeping on Clemson. And Dabo's kind of right. Did you see him? He got up in front of the team today. He's like, guys, I got a first for everyone. We we started the season ranked number one overall in the history of the playoff format. We won all of our games, and we ended up at number three overall. And there's an eye test with Clemson. Not many people have watched him because they're playing. That. Yesterday was the first time they played a ranked team all season. And a little like Pac, Utah could argue too, like, well, fuck, we didn't make our schedule. I mean, the non-conference we did, but it's, uh, fuck, we yeah, wish some yeah. of these teams were better. I watched Clemson, and when they turned the pedal to 0-60, to 60, 
they're they're hitting it fast and they ain't fucking around and they got NFL guys everywhere. And here's also why I like them against Ohio State. I get everyone likes jerking off Ryan Day and he's the next Urban Meyer and the dude that he took from from the 49ers. Here's what I know about Clemson. They're the defending national champions, one. So he's telling everyone, he said, we're the fucking underdogs, we're the defending champs, one. We have a coaching staff, I make $8 million. My defensive coordinator makes two and is widely considered NFL and pro, Brett Venables, one of the best defensive coordinators in all of college football. So our coaching staff is big fucking time. And our players, from Trevor Lawrence, are going to be number one pick in a year. You play quarterback. And all these guys from ETN to random guys that you haven't even heard of out here on the West Coast are going to be pros. I'm telling you, guy, if when all the dust settles, if you tell me Clemson National Championship, I, I don't ever remember a team that like legitimately has a chance to win it all that I don't think many people are just going to pick. And part of it is just because Ohio State and LSU have just been so dominant, have been so good. I mean, like you said, you told me this. We probably talked about it on the podcast. Fox has done 25 Ohio State games this year. Yeah. Uh, LSU has just been the apple of everyone's eye, and rightfully so. They're a great story. But then I got LSU tweeting out, Joe Burrow, no one believes in us. Like, no one believed in Joe Burrow. Joe, you were Mr. Ohio. You went to Ohio State, and then you transferred to LSU. Stop acting like you're fucking, you know, you're Colin Kaepernick coming out of Nevada. You know? I mean, you're going to be the number one overall pick. You, Everyone believes in you, bro. Urban- Was his dad at Ohio State as the defensive, as a coach? I don't know that. Because I saw that video, and he said, my only offer my junior year was my dad's school. I don't know. I wonder if he was kind of a courtesy signing. Just because he was Mr. Ohio? Yeah, just a local kid. Now, they did pass, like, Mr. Trubisky once upon a time with Mr. Ohio, they passed on him. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I but mean, still, look, guy. He comp- Justin, Fe- Justin Fields, 68% passer. Trevor Lawrence, 68.5% passer. Deshaun Watson was 67% passer his, his junior year at Clemson. I, I do think, like, I'll use Trevor Lawrence for an example. Just watching him yesterday. Again, not even on my main TV because it was Big Ten on the main TV. But at Glinson Up, I test passer immediately. You're like, holy shit. You know, and that's the, that's the one Utah's problem with the guy. You're like, this isn't an eye test passer. I, I, I'm, no, Luke, yeah. I'm lukewarm on Justin Herbert. I get a lot of texts from just different media people, like with the Giants and, you know, other places. They're like, what do you think of Justin Herbert? I got some people that love him, some people that hate him. And I'm like, listen... You can't hate, you can't, it's hard for me to say I'm just out on him because clearly there's a lot of talent there, but I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm the number one fan, but you just watch it like he's a completely different level than Utah's quarterback, right? Well, the skill set is just blue chip. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll just simply, as we're talking through it, I'll simplify and people tweet at me, help me with this theory. If you are a 76% passer in college, I, I just will not take that number at face value. I need, that number deserves further investigation. Because it's not, it is abnormal when we talk about the best of the best, okay? Like Deshaun Watson was sixty-seven point nine. Well, that one doesn't sixty-seven point eight and sixty-seven. He was a sixty-seven percent pass. Deshaun Watson. I know when I watched Deshaun Watson, not knowing any of the stats, I went, "That's one of the." I, I love that guy, right? Well, I, I got a I got a good one for you. Probably on a higher level than Utah's guy, Jalen Hurts this year was seventy-two percent. Like he just Jalen Hurts a seventy-two percent passer. In fucking no world There's is no, he? John, mo, nobody, by and large, nobody is. But, like, I watched Joe Burrow. He's stupid accurate in that offense. And they got incredible yeah. players. So, may, maybe he is partly a fun, but he makes some great plays. I mean, there were a couple times where anyway. I thought, like, he doesn't have the greatest arm. To me, I actually think his comp is probably, and people hate hearing this, is like an Alex Smith. 
He's a really good athlete. He does not have a big arm. Now, he's got some gusto to him and some bravado. and but Clearly, Alex has that shit, too. I'm, I'm just saying, like, his, his skill set is not Justin Herbert. Hell, even Fields. Like, when Fields just lets it rip, you're like, geez, Louise, this guy's got a hose. There are going to be just some stupid amount of talent in this college football playoff, though. Uh, uh, did you did you see the uh, Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss and was hug, taking a photo with somebody's baby? Did you see this video? No. He gave the baby back, and it's like somebody taking the video from across. It's just like this crowd of people, and it's and it's Lane walking through the group at FAU. And he's high. No, I think it's Ole. Miss. I think it's Ole Miss oh, today because he's in a suit. I'm guessing it's like his arrival. Gotcha. And he hands the baby back, and from the video you can tell the guy says to him, "Get that burner phone," or something along those. Lines. Basically, tells him, "Time to get your burner. Yeah, get your burner." I, hey, hey, Mister, he's got a couple. It does feel him and uh, and Norvell very smooth coaching exits. Like I don't FAU can't complain, right? He they won multiple no. MAC champion or whatever their conference is. He clearly just did. You watch his post game press conference. Uh, I saw a little bit of it. Did I email it to you? Did I send you the tweet? Maybe. You might have. He sounded pretty mature. Is he grown? or Did you tweet like mature, humble, whatever? Now they kind of cut it up and spliced it, but he talked about like just growing young men. Just shit like, is he fake or is he kind of (laughs) grown? What did you lean? Fake or grown? Or a combo? Uh, You know, I... (laughs) I don't know. I didn't. I honestly didn't watch enough of it. I just saw like a quick clip of it. But yeah, just I think I do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think a lot of Lane is still. If in you there, if you but... had to guess, does this go smoothly or does it get ugly? Smoothly and good and well are two different things. I think it goes kind of well. Now smoothly, I don't know if it goes smoothly, but I think he improves that football. Did you program. see that he's going to keep Mike McIntyre? I did not see that. No. I, I don't know if it's official yet. I just saw that there was a report out of Mississippi that all all indications, uh, all indications show these are keeping Mike McIntyre. Another thing I saw, like this is the ultimate SEC hire. Two years ago, Chris Kiffin, who is his brother, Amazing. who is now an assistant coach, it makes sense why he's in the NFL. He got a show cause penalty, like Chip Kelly when he left Oregon, meaning you can't recruit, meaning you're kind of useless as a coach in college football. That's why a lot of guys go to the NFL. Pete Carroll got the same thing. So, but that it's not like he had a show cause penalty at Ohio State. It was at Ole Miss where he was whoever Hugh Freeze's defensive line coach. Is he gonna go with Lane back to Ole Miss? Because clearly they wouldn't give a shit if they hired Lane, right? They don't care. Well, it might not be up to them to care. Like they might have to sometimes there's like legality, a time you can't rehire, expire. yeah. The, the, my favorite part, like the SEC. And I'd say the Big Ten is like this too. It's shady, you know. It's just, it's just full go. It's kind of like the Wild Wild West. I would say that the Mississippi schools are even on a completely different level. Like no rules, no one cares. Pro cheating, do whatever it takes. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, I mean, are well, just they, the ultimate. Because there feel, feels like they're kind of at a disadvantage in this league where everybody just has home run hitters at every position. I think it's kind of a cool hire, and it's just yeah. The SEC is just you know a little. Are you a little shocked you take it? I guess is no. Do you think he views this as a good job, or he just views this as then a stepping stone? How many jobs are going to have, uh, guy? He's had multiple SEC jobs. He's been the head coach at USC. He's been the offensive coordinator at Alabama. He's been the head coach of the Raiders. He's been the head coach at FAU. This guy's had a lot of I fucking think jobs. At the end of the day, it's a. I don't know if it's like as good. It's just a. You're the head coach at Ole Miss. I think it's probably a pretty sweet job to have. 
Yeah, when you think about like who you play, like you play LSU and Alabama. Who every you year. play, where you are, how important football is at your at your school. Yeah, they'll give you whatever you need to try to win. So big dollars for assistant coaches. Yeah, even this year, look, they had the guy that they didn't even like that much, who's actually an alumni. Uh, what's his name? Uh, wanted to call him Rule, whatever the hell the last uh, Luke something, whoever their head coach they uh, fired. Oh, uh, Matt Luke. Matt Luke. Well, they did hire. Like, look at their two coordinators. He tried. Mike McIntyre and Rich Rodriguez. Like that's not just like right. slappy one and slappy two. Like those guys, no. those guys are like coached BCS games, right? I mean, those guys are pretty impressive operators. I guess McIntyre hadn't, but he'd been to the Pac-12 championship game. Like that, those two guys right. were impressive. It's, that's that doesn't just not probably happening in the Pac-12, right? It's just not. It's not happening in most conferences. Like it would only happen in the SEC, where a guys desperate. And they're like, yeah, we'll pay him a million dollars to be coordinators. And Rich is probably screwed because Lane runs a different offense. Right. Mainly because Lane it's runs. It's okay. I yeah. think he's qualified to be a head coach. I mean. Who, Rich? Yeah, he's had some pretty good success as a head coach. You think Rich gets a head Maybe. job off this? Does he end up at like an FAU or something? I don't think they were very good this year at any level of anything. Ole Miss. Yeah. But like why? Because I don't think they had any of his. I got one. Like why wouldn't Memphis, you know, why wouldn't, I think he'd get a job. Yeah, I think so. Uh, can we fire through some NFLs? Yeah. Boy, your boy's hungry. Let's go rapid fire then. Go five minutes rapid fire. Ja- are we, you texted me this before I could text you this. Jameis's line. Incredible. You think that's the the uh, sirens coming to get Jameis? I don't know what's going on. Hopefully there's not. The rain has stopped here, so hopefully everyone's back to normal behavior. He, he's the he's going to be the first quarterback in NFL history that's going to throw 30 interceptions and the team feel like, you know what, he's had a pretty good season. Guy, he threw four fucking touchdowns and 500 yards, basically. I, and they won. And he made a ton of plays. And he left. I think he got hurt mid-game, and he came back. 33 of 45, 425, four touchdowns, three picks, and a win. He, one of his picks was a pick six to a middle linebacker. I de- definitely saw that highlight. He, his picks were bad. So, uh, But he's, he, he's unlike any roller coaster ride maybe in NFL history. Because you can't say he sucks, right? Like, you can't with a straight face say he's not good. Because, like, Derek Carr is not good right now. G- uh, Marcus Mariota is not good. Foles was not good. Like, this guy can win. I mean, the guy, they're, what are they, 6-7? and seven? Or are they 5-7? and seven? No, they were 5-7 and seven today. They're 6-7 and seven now. Are they, are, Wow, I'd given up on Are them. they going to go 8-8 eight and eight when all the dust settles? Bruce Arians' first year? And Jameis throws <laughs> first, first 30 touchdown, 30 pick season in NFL history? 30-30 <laughs> club. <laughs> Are they going to have a better record than the NFC East champion? There's a chance. There's a chance. They don't suck. I've watched them enough to think, like, they got flaws, but they do not well, suck. Do you know their point differential? Positive? Uh, well, it's funny, actually. So, the teams that are closest to zero, the Colts are plus one, and the Bucks are minus three. So, they're basically a coin flip game. What was the score today? 38-35? Like, they're the same team. I'd say they're the same team, except... The, the the Buccaneers, whose defense stinks, they're just much more explosive. Like, if the Colts aren't going to win a shootout. They got into a shootout with a team that they can't shoot out. The Colts, when they were winning games early in the season, their games felt more like 23-20, to 20, right? 21-17. to 17. Like, that's how they were kind of winning it. And now they've tried to explode. That's not really – Colts are going to miss the playoffs, guy. It's – at one point in time, like, oh, Colts are going to win the division. And I was like, are they going to win eight games? It's hard. Yeah. Andrew, please come back. 
the headlines. I, I'd give the Lamar Jackson and the say what you want. I didn't think they looked that great today, but you go on the road to Buffalo against a great defense and a team that can't really score, and you just win. And now you're eleven and two. It looks kind of. Yep. I mean, are they destined to fourteen and two right now? Is that is that is that uh, division getting multiple playoff teams? Are the Steelers going to make the playoffs? Mm. They're eight and five. Duck Hodges look good. You see the Browns. You see Baker Mayfield threw his trainers under the bus. I saw Baker said people understand that it's not how I meant it. It's like Baker, how many times do you need to tweet after you say something? You, you sound like a media member that works for a radio station that keeps crossing the line that they keep making apologize. Like, what, why are you apologizing so much? Like, why why do you keep saying stupid shit? You see the report this morning that Odell Beckham wants out. Yeah, yeah, no shit. He's telling not not just that he wants out, John. That he's telling other teams and other players, other coaches and other players, like pre. It must be. Is it pregame? Is there mics? I don't. I think someone tweeted a clip of him and Jimmy post game from that Monday night game. He did. LeBron covered his mouth and whispered <laughs> some shit. Would you take him if you're the Niners for? A- yeah, they don't have a second round pick. I, would I trade like pick thirty or thirty one? Probably not. He needs hernia surgery this off season too. Is that the thing? So, I, I don't. Probably not. Uh, you trade for him if you're the Cowboys and let Amari walk. Mm, I mean, it depends what Urban Meyer wants to do. D- depends what Lincoln Riley wants to do. <laughs> I, I depends what Matt Rule wants. If to If I do. had to guess, their co- I think Urban Meyer is the next head coach of the Cowboys. Did you see his face last night? Like you could tell. Like I, I thought for the first time last night, you could see on his face, he didn't like. I love the media talk. I loved it when I worked in the NFL. Like I love the hypotheticals. Coaches despise that shit. And they had to do that last night. Like, does Ohio State need to make these, you know, statement wins? And he wanted he, – you could tell it, it hurt. Part of it was his team was getting his ass kicked. He kind of felt, like, responsible, it looked like. You, you could see that it was the – like, they've called a lot of regular season games. And I, anytime on game day, if you're a coach, you're going to miss it. But I think in that environment, in Indy, he'd been there for, what, like five straight years. I think he, for the first time, it's like, God, I wish I was at battle right now. This is the <laughs> hold up and – I think he's the next head coach of the Cowboys. That's that's way too early prediction, December 8th. I'd go with Matt Rule. He's pretty damn good. I, I'd say his two losses to, to Oklahoma, given clearly they have way more talent than he does, is pretty remarkable, is it not? Yeah, he's impressive, man. What do you think about his outfit? So, the Athletic, somebody wrote a thing about his smock. Like, you can't buy it. You can't, I guess they get a lot of... Uh, questions about it in like the Baylor student because people want to sport it bookstore yeah so what is it it's I, I forget what it's called exactly but it's like half hoodie half like cut off. Uh, windbreaker smock thing though they only they only off. make it for him no they just it's something you can only get in like the team catalogs the Nike you know anyone but like a coach or player can order it you're saying yeah 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 like the organization can order them but uh they had a design like a design expert from Baylor University, like talk about it. it's just different. Like it's cutting edge. It's different. He, he says it's comfortable. I think his thing. I think it started because his thing was like we got to play like we practice. So we started wearing what he wore in practice for the game as like just kind of a symbol. Like we got to play like we practice. I think he's been doing this. Like it's I think all he's the been same. doing that since Temple. He's had the, wearing that. He's thing? had the same outfit. Oh, maybe that's where it started. Yeah. Okay. I just know I, I um, there was when they hired him. They said like. As good as he is X's and O's, the reason we hired him is because he's a leader. Like, we need, like, Baylor football needs a real leader right now. And that's well, yeah, what yeah, I mean, did. they had players raping women, and, it, like, they pretended it wasn't a big deal. It, yeah, so. I, I would say it's been uh, the toughest overtake job since Bill O'Brien took Sandusky. Really quick, before I know you're hungry, 
just get out, you out of here on this. What do you think of the Irishman? I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought Pacino, Pacino, when he's yelling at people in the office, when he's trying to avoid jail as Hoffa, was one of my favorite scenes. I thought Pacino was great. Um, I thought it was cool to see Pesci kind of a little, like a toned-down Pesci. Um, but also I in a different cool. role. Usually he's kind of chip on his shoulder. This, he was kind of like the boss. Right. That's what I mean. Know? Just like kind of not the, yeah. like, you, it's right. Usually the roles are flipped, like Pesci. Yeah, the chip on his shoulder. I'm going to, this was like, you fuck around, we're going to kill you. It's coming. Right. <laughs> Just kind of the low-key Pesci. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't, I would not have enjoyed it as much if it wasn't those three guys. I don't think he could have made it with three random younger mob guys, right? Yeah, but how about Ray Romano? Um, Pretty solid little camera. Romano, Ray Romano was perfect. Yeah, Ray Romano was good. So the, I like. I really I liked it. Isn't it kind of crazy that the mob really killed JFK? Yeah, I guess I did some reading after the watch of the movie. Fourteen different people have claimed to have been the ones to kill Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, I watched a Netflix show on that a long time ago. Like they still because they never found his body, right? No one ever know. Well, you, because. Uh, Frank would tell you because we put him in a... They roasted him. That's why you haven't found oh, his yeah. body. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, just a crazy... How different the world was. Like, with the mob, think of the control they had in America, guy. Guy, they were the fucking placing the, the president. unions. The union... But think about that the mob basically got JFK put into office. Like, that's not, that's not a take. That's a fact. And then his fucking brother immediately starts going after them. It just, regardless what side you're on politics, it's why whenever politics come up, I just, it's all fraudulent. The whole thing, it's all all fake. Whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat, it's all just bullshit. It's all over just fucking fighting over power and who's at the top of the pyramid. But no one gives a shit how you get there. Everyone takes shady routes. And I think that's just, it's just crazy how America, like the mob used to just play an enormous role in America Partly why, because they had all the cash, right? They just had a lot of money. Right. Well, now it's like, who plays a big role? Like Silicon Valley. Why? Because they got a lot of cash. So if you're a... Pol- well, that's where the union, the unions have all, the union had all the money too. Right? All. They had a ton of so, money. So everyone wanted Jimmy Hoffa to give him cash. And he had all the access well, to They're it. Vegas hotels. It's just, it's kind of wild how society, it's, it's like my dad used to always say, and sometimes whenever I stumble upon like a serial killer movie like Bundy, people are always like... America's so much worse now. It's so crazy in 2020. It's like, guys, you guys need to pick up a history book. <laughs> this crazy shit has been going on for fucking ever. Just different, you know, same same pile, different pile of shit or whatever. Just yeah. It's just crazy, you know? History does tend to repeat itself. It just, it's just different, but it's like... In different versions. Yeah. Again, the mob, say this out loud, the mob financed a president to get into office. And then he flipped, he didn't actually flip on him, his brother did, who actually had a prostitute, I guess he wasn't a prostitute, it was just a chick, that he killed and left her at the bottom of a river. Chappaquiddick, decent movie, by the way. But it's just like, it's just crazy. The world's just a crazy place. I love when when uh, De Niro is in the nursing home and he says to the woman who's helping him, do you know who that is? She's like, no, who is that? And he's like, Jimmy Hoffa. She's like, oh, yeah. What a, He's like, you don't understand. What about toward the end of the movie when they're talking about the hit, the dude in Walnut Creek? Yeah, I know. I, well, I knew that was coming. I know that was coming just because I saw Twitter talking well, did about you, it. Did you read the story about it? The dude no. that went to make the hit, it turns out the guy, it shows you like the 70s, Walnut Creek was kind of a low-key place. 
I mean, not saying it's still not, but it's way more populated now. They they hit a guy in witness protection in Walnut Creek. Well, he oh, couldn't okay. keep his mouth shut, and he told some people, so they moved him. So when that person sent the per, sent the hit, the, the guy's driving around Walnut Creek. The, the person wasn't there anymore. They like moved him to Palm Desert, or they just moved him somewhere. The police did. So he went there to kill him in Walnut Creek, and the the guy they were trying to kill was just not there anymore. So the hit actually gotcha. never happened, according to records. It's always crazy when they show the clip, like this guy, three shots to the head in 1970, or this guy, two shots uh, to that, the head. I thought that was genius. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> That's, that was great. And then you realize, like, oh, wait, we're in that year now, I think, and that hit's happening in this movie. I know. That's crazy. The one where the guy goes to the federal building, they decide they have to kill him because he didn't tell anybody he was good. What was he there for? He didn't tell anybody. And then it turns out, like, he did tell somebody. They forgot to share the information. It's like, can you imagine that in 20... Like, no, I sent, I swear to you, I sent the email. Well, I don't see it. It's pretty much if you enter a mob or a gang, there are really only two options, right? Like, dying of natural causes is not one of them. Maybe in prison, but you're going to go to prison or you're going to get killed. And you're going to die in one of the two places. Either killed in the street or get killed or die in prison. Like, the, the, there really aren't two... There's no, like, die of natural causes. You know, that's, that's an outlier situation. Like your career, like in the NFL, 99% of players' careers end by getting cut. You don't get to retire on your own. <laughs> you, know, you, get, you join the mob, you usually die. Sometimes you retire because you're going to get cut. <laughs> yeah, you can try to hide, but they'll find you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.